Hey sis, welcome to Beyond the Military Podcast, where faith-led military women overcome burnout and create more balance. Just imagine having enough time to focus on your faith, family, and have more fun while still serving as a woman leader. In this podcast, you will walk away with the tools to help you navigate the busy life of a military woman, organize your mind, overcome overwhelm, create a prioritization playbook, and a balanced blueprint for integrating faith, family, and career. Yeses in that order. Hi, I'm Wendy Ray, woman of God, wife, mama of two, army veteran, and certified life coach. And I'm here to help you create a life of meaning outside of the military, a life of laughter, joy, and intentional free time. If you are ready to overcome burnout and create balance as a faith-led military woman, sis, this podcast is for you. So loosen up your laces and grab your coffee because it's time to step into freedom and peace. Hello, ladies, and welcome to episode 171. I am so happy to be here with you today, not only to share another great points, but also tools that, like I mentioned in the last episode, that not only will have guests here that are also military women, but they have so much to share, their experiences from their background to what they are currently doing today. And before I go any further, I want to remind everyone that everything that's discussed here, everything that we mentioned, even if you don't get a chance to watch us through video, because today we're actually recording and you'll be able to see this on YouTube. But if you are driving or you're just cleaning around the house, I want to remind you that everything will be in the show notes, their bios, everything will be there readily for you to not only, um, view and listen to, but also to share. And with that, I want to also ensure that you are not only enjoying this episode, but anything and everything that you are gaining from this podcast, if you would like to provide an insight on how you are learning, anything that you think that we need to learn more about how this could be more beneficial to you, please go to wendyray.com forward slash podcast, scroll down to the bottom, and you can suggest a topic or even just provide your feedback. And we greatly appreciate your support and just for you tuning in today in this episode. All right. So with with that, I just want to share a little bit of background on how we got here with Barb and Rosie and really just, you know, through the power of communication, right, the power of the platforms that we have. And I'm just super grateful that these wonderful women took the time to send me an email and say, hey, you know, I want to not only be a part of this podcast, but also be able to share what we have available with our program. And this is why I just love not only this podcast platform, email, social media, but we continue to connect with one another, even when we think that, you know, we're too far or we're not close enough. And I think that as a military community, that is super beneficial and a really, you know, a great point for us to really begin. And it really started because as you guys know, last week we are, have been celebrating not only the 75th anniversary of women being allowed to serve in the military, Mm -hmm. but also to continue to share knowledge, continue to share everyone's personal experience. And ultimately that's my goal here. And so when they reached out and they shared with me, you know, what they're doing and all this data that you'll hear soon, hear from them, you know, it really just got me thinking that these two women will be a, a great opportunity to really continue to share the impact that we continue to make, 
but also the doors that are ready to be available and open for all military mm-hmm. women, um, not only military women veterans, but also veterans across um, the world and even military spouses. So with that, I, I want to introduce to you, I want to introduce to you Barb Carson and Rosalinda Vasquez. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you for taking the time. I know you have a tight schedule already. So thank you for providing us with not only your expertise, your background, but really to the next steps on how um, each woman listening now can not only um, experience, but also have an impact um, with as well. So with that, Barb, if you could please introduce yourself really quickly, and then we can hand it off to Rosalinda. Sounds great. Wendy, so thrilled to be here and grateful for all that you're doing to show different pathways to women veterans. It means a lot. My brief history, I'm currently the Managing Director for Programs and Services at the Daniello Institute for Veterans and Military Families, which is housed at Syracuse University. I've been here just over a year. And my real quick path to how I got here was starting in Air Force ROTC a long, long time ago. I'm very grateful to the Air Force for getting me through school, to be honest. Um, Active duty in nuclear command and control. And then following my aviator husband, who kind of ruined my career path, I went to the (laughs) Air Force Reserve and became a public affairs officer um, and was out of the workforce, honestly, except for the reserve for 10 years um, and finished my Air Force career recently and went to the U.S. Small Business Administration, where I was a senior executive. Um, and so I have a passion for entrepreneurship, which we'll talk about today. And then I am lucky enough to be here now at the Institute. I'll turn it over to Rosie. Hi. So, yeah. Uh, well, legally, I'm Rosalinda Vasquez Mori, <laughs> but but I just go by Rosie for short. Um uh, I guess, so I am the Director of Applied Research and Analytics, but where, how I got here, um, you know, my parents immigrated to this country many, many years ago. Um, and at that time, there was a lot of, you know, naturalization to American citizens through service. My father was not one of those, but I grew up uh, around a bunch of Hispanic doctors that did actually serve in Vietnam. So I grew up with the military service. I was in San Antonio. I feel like with being in San Antonio, that kind of everybody's a little familiar about the military. Um, and certainly, you know, I think initially when I started college, I, I didn't go right into anything, but I started um, studying psychology and there was an internship that really led me down a career trajectory that was really focused on occupational analysis, you know, industrial organizational psychology for the military. Um, so my career pathway led me more than 20 years ago into this direction, but I did 10 years ago do the reverse migration from San Antonio to Syracuse, where I've been with the IVMF um, for, again, more than 10 years. And I do oversee a portfolio of different research efforts focused on the social, economic, and wellness components of transitioning service members, veterans, and their families. Nice. Thank you so much for that. And I love that both of you have so much knowledge on different, but also very similar tracks. And I want to just go in and kind of um, share with you. And I know we've met before and we've talked about how, you know, why I am 
so excited to have you here because I went through the IV, IVMF program and, you know, more specifically the onwards opportunity. And, you know, for those of you that are, you know, probably transitioning now or thinking about the transition, you know, this is something that's offered in most major um, installations, regardless if you're in the Navy and the Army and the Air Force and the Marines, there's a pathway to one of these um, programs within um, IVMF. And at that time, I was at Fort Bragg, now Fort Liberty, where I had first heard of IVMF. And I'm like, what is this? Is this something that, you know, we can do? And, you know, I kind of had that in, in my mind. And then I got my um, PCS to um, Fort Drum. And where, again, it was brought up, it was like, constantly in my face, which is a great thing, right? Because I was an HR professional and I, I knew that there were resources out there for me even before I was ready to physically, you know, transition. And so the beauty of, you know, IVMF promoting onwards opportunity, there's um, v, uh, VWISE training, so many opportunities for different career paths, I think it's really what um, really stood out to me, right? It wasn't a, you know, only if you're thinking of uh, getting into entrepreneurship or only if you're doing project management or only if, you know, you're doing X thing. And so when I heard about it, I'm like, oh, let me learn more. And I was just so um, blessed that it at Fort Drum, we had an amazing, or I think she's still there, um, program manager and just knew the ins and outs of anything that involved IVMF. And she's like, oh, well, if you want to do coaching in the future, you should try this. And it was the VWISE or um, Boots to Business, another opportunity, right? So she was guiding me in a way where I didn't even know I needed to be guided at that time. But now looking back, I'm like, I'm so grateful that I had her to help me with, you know, some of the choices and, you know, the, the offerings that they had. And so even if you're not sure right now if you're getting out or you don't know what's out there for you, highly recommend that you start there. Again, regardless of what service um, you're in, if you're in the Navy or if you're in, in, in the Army, there's something out there for you to even explore because here's what happened to me. And I think Barb and Rosie, I, I mentioned this to you. I thought I wanted to get my PHR and I was motivated, dedicated, and I started that track and I started you know, doing informational sessions as it was recommended to me. You know, I interviewed certain um, HR professionals in the area and even remotely at that time. And I came to, you know, mine, I mean, to my own um, senses, I spoke to my husband and, you know, I was looking at different opportunities. And I'm like, this isn't for me. This is not what I want to do. I want to pursue project management. This is more of what I want to see myself doing in the future. And also with, entrepreneurship, which Barbara, I cannot wait to hear, you know, more about what you're going to say there. But it really just gave me an outlook of what I didn't want in my future, right? Because we get told a lot of times, oh, do what you were doing in the military. Like when you transition, if you're a mechanic, be a mechanic, if you're HR, do HR, so on and so forth, project management. And so, you know, Barb, for you being that, I know you mentioned you were um, you went through RTC a long time ago, and I'm pretty sure it hasn't been that long. But <laughs> um, when you got out and you went into your um, National Guard experience, were you already an entrepreneur then, or was this something that came after? 
It came after. And the best part about working with Rosie is that she can research the things that feel anecdotal and find that there are really trends that for both for the challenges and the opportunities and together we can affect policy to get things to change. And that mm. so is why we're both driven, I think, to do the work that we do now. So my experience was uh, moving overseas for the first time. It was not possible at that time to take my career with me. And so I felt at a loss. Of course, I can do the things that a, a military spouse often has to do or any family member, get my family connected into the community. But then what about me? I really right. wanted to have my, I wanted to continue in my path. So like many of us, a pivot. Uh, so I started a personal training business with another woman veteran in Okinawa, Japan, and we served Marines family members and active duty personnel with the permission of the base installation. I did everything legal, um, but that was my first taste of entrepreneurship that I could take something I really enjoyed and make it my vocation, um, get some money. Yes. And a new experience that yeah. I proved to myself, this was something I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. And very um, importantly, I think you, you, you hit it earlier when you said that what, you know, you asked a question, I should say, what about me? Right. And I think that that's like the biggest concern. Um, mm -hmm. Just when you said that, I literally asked the same question when I was getting out because we were dual military. And so for those of you that are dual military, you will know that it's not only tough when it comes to being in the military together, especially if you have kids and all of these uh, um, additional um, key factors that you both have to um, face when you're in the service. But also when you're transitioning, it's a very difficult um, kind of like road to be on because you're both thinking of your hmm. careers. And so it was very difficult for my husband and I to um, be 100% on what it could be, you know, when we get out. But I am a firm believer um, that you know God is always behind everything, right? So he knew that we wanted it to to get out eventually. We just didn't know when. So mm -hmm. my husband was medically retired, and it, he got hurt on one of the jumps. So here goes our like roller coaster, right? Like okay, time to tighten our seatbelt and really start actually planning and focusing on life after the military. How can we do that while we're still in? And I think that's everyone's challenge. Everyone's challenge is how do I start planning for the unknown? And how do I start planning now in the unknown? Because a lot of our careers in the military, we, we get told kind of like where we need to be, you know, certain deadlines, when we're going to PCS. But then there are moments when you don't know, right? And so I think um, when you mentioned, you know, what about me? You know, I asked myself that, that same question. Now that my husband's, you know, he now found his career, everything's great. Now I can submit my packet and do it, you know, the typical way of, you know, submitting my refred packet that I'm separating and I know that I'll be out in, you know, within a year and how do I start preparing? But at the same time, I know that there are so many other obligations that I have, right? I'm still a wife. I'm still a mother. I still want to have my career, but I want to pivot. I don't want to do HR. I don't want to do, you know, uh, air traffic controller anymore. I don't want to just jump out of airplanes. I want to do something else. And so when we have, you know, people like Q, Barb and Rosie, like you mentioned, 
Rosie's over here, you know, collecting data and doing research. And how do we now focus on um, providing this to, to bigger um, DOD and saying, hey, this is where women are with their careers. How can we also help them? Because it's a whole separate container in, in my mind. And so, Rosie, if you can elaborate on that, you know, with maybe even your experience yeah. you were getting out or how, how that happened. Yeah, well, I think I said this in the pre-meeting, and I think there is the transition process and then there's separation and they're not necessarily the same. And I feel like anybody, and it's not just military, goes through various pivots, changes, careers. Uh, you, you kind of like you get older, and you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. I think yes. it's a common thing, right? Um, so I feel like we all go through these transitional periods for sure. And and certainly small businesses, it's something that happens immediately. But certainly as, as one gets older, you probably want to start a business that has meaning to it. You're probably really tired of working for somebody else and so forth and so on. Or in Barb's case, where traditional employment opportunities didn't exist. So you create your own opportunities for sure. I think these are all common stories. Um, um, for sure. So I guess I guess what I want to say from the research perspective, you know, we did work on a paper. We talk about we shouldn't think of transition at the point of separation. We really need to think about a career journey. And certainly when we're separating because, you know, our, our spouses may still be serving we may want to think about a particular path, a pathway that is flexible, right? We may want to think of a small business opportunity because ideally you should be able to have a little bit more liberty uh, making choices or doing things mm -hmm. as well. But I, I think at the end of the day, you don't want to funnel people down a narrow pathway. You want to make sure there's a whole lot of opportunities at point of separation, but also afterwards, because, you know, you may separate, you may go to school, you may get a four-year degree, uh, you may get your PMP certification, you may be utilizing all the resources, free resources, education, training benefits, uh, but then you may start 10 years later and be like, you know what, I'm, I want to start a business. And so I, I think from from that standpoint, it's really important to have these education and training resources at the time of separation. But more importantly, I think it's more important to have it post-military life, because as you pivot or, you know, uh, think about what you want to do, you want to make sure that there are resources there for you. Um, so that you can make the best choices for yourself. Yeah, no, 100%. And I love that you pretty much said that it's not just a one thing, right? Like we can't just see it as a transition mm -hmm. um, in general, but also a process and how it's really a career journey in, as a whole. And I think that we don't see it like that as much because we also have, you know, women that are like, you know what, I just don't know what I want to do, right? Like I actually at one point um, did say that. And I was completely fine with taking just six months to a year of just not even thinking of what I wanted to do because I was just so overwhelmed with, you know, the things that I thought I wanted to do, especially when, you know, I kind of felt like it was a, um, a heartbreak of, you know, when you have like this 
you know, avatar of like, this is the person that I want to date, right? And and then you're like, oh no, but I'm falling in love with this other avatar, right? Like this other um, thing that I never thought of. And that's literally what happened to me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I really yeah. thought I, I loved this HR, you know, in, in the corporate sector um, language, but I don't. I, I really want, you know, something more like on the operations and projects and something that could really help me with how I wanted to then, you know, move into. And that was entrepreneurship with coaching. And, you know, that's still something that is um, in the works for me. Right. And not to say that I don't want to go all in. I do. But I just know that in this moment, I just love the team that I'm with. I love kind of like what I'm able to do, you know, remotely Mm -hmm. and all these other aspects, the autonomy that I have with my kids and all of that stuff as well. And I'm just not mentally ready to go all in, but I know that there are resources and, you know, I want to elaborate more on what's available because this is what I, and, and I've shared this with you both before, you know, this platform is ultimately for everyone that's listening right now, you know, you may not know what you're going to do when you get out. You may not have any idea of where to even begin. And so what I want to offer and invite every single one of you that is tuning in today is to take advantage of not only IVMF um, resources, but also to start networking with others that have gone through this program with others that are readily available to just answer your question. And that's simply maybe even reaching out to someone that you know that used Onwards Opportunity or just an IVMF mm-hmm. resource, um, either um, through um, W uh, or Wise, sorry, or any, any other, you know, uh, program, because it's not about if you get out next year, it's really about when you do get out. And it's so important for us to start preparing. So important for us to, you know, continue to build our toolkit. Because when I tell you that networking and understanding what resources are available, it really is arming you with, um, you know, everything that you will need in in preparation to your career journey, this new career that you're going to be going into. So um, if you could just share with us a little bit about either the entrepreneurship side or even other resources that you think will be very beneficial for someone that doesn't know if they're getting out or maybe even thinking about getting out. Wendy, I think your path is really helpful in describing what the Institute can do, that you don't have to know even before you come to us, whether you want to work for someone or you want to be your own boss. We're going to help you navigate it, which Rosie has found is a huge challenge. First, identifying what resources are available to you and then trying to figure out, well, where do I start? So let's just make it easy. You don't have to know. Just come. Come to the door and we'll we'll get you there. So I'd say... Um, Take that first step like you did, Wendy. You started with something. We do offer over 40 certifications in human resources, IT, cyber, digital, as well as project management. And that's why not do that. And it's free because we have amazing funders who find value and want to contribute to veterans, military spouses, and that transitioning service member. So just know that people are already waiting for you and your talent. And you just have to pick a path and take the first step and we will help you get there. 
for those, um, so you can do that as you're leaving active duty, you can go to Onward Opportunities, like it sounds like you did. But if it, you find us later, that's okay. So the eligibility is also wider open. Yes, we're a Department of Defense skill bridge program, but if you don't get to us during transition, that's okay. Military spouses, guard, reserve, active duty, come and see us. The other part on entrepreneurship, what if you did get that PMP and you decide, hey, I should take my skills and go do this for people myself. I'm going to be a consultant. You don't have everything you need to know about entrepreneurship, business formation, perhaps the capital that's available to you and all these other resources that because of your identity as a veteran, a woman veteran, there are programs that are built just for you. But many of us, um, unfortunately, women, when we leave service, don't think of ourselves as veteran when we go looking for things. We think maybe woman, but maybe it's you're already putting yourself in a professional career field. But that's another thing we can help you do is get into a network, multiple networks that are going to help you get the right resource at the right time. And I would love to talk um, about some of our entrepreneurship programs, but I'll just see if you have any question or comment, Wendy Rosie, before I do. Well. First, I just want to say, if you heard Barb correctly, she said, people are waiting for you. And Barb, when you said that, it really just kind of like set this fire in my belly for a little bit. <laughs> because <laughs> Good. here's what a lot of us don't get told. And, and listen, if you already transitioned and you're like, hey, I don't need to listen to this episode or, you know, I, I've been through that and I'm still stuck or you, you feel that this isn't for you, I, I really want to just say that people are waiting for you no matter where you are in your career path if you are struggling as an entrepreneur if you are still indecisive on you know should i do my pmp or should i even consider operations whatever it may be people are waiting for you and it doesn't have to be corporate it doesn't have to be um clients out there right it may simply be you know your family members but if you already transitioned and you already have everything, you know, your ducks in a row and everything, please share this episode with someone that you know that is thinking or maybe is feeling stuck or doesn't know where to begin. Because Barb, what you just said before you go into everything that you have, I think it's very important for us to hear this again. You know, we don't understand sometimes the value that we bring. We don't, we, we, I think we intellectually understand it, but we don't believe it. And what I want to offer everyone today is to really take a moment. And I don't care if you've served for two years. If you've, you know, you're like, I never did a tour or, you know, I, I simply, you know, was a specialist or simply a captain or simply, you know, um, only at this duty station. The level, the experience that you have compared to a normal civilian is through the roof. When I tell you that, just basic training alone and just being around other leaders is really, you know, what we bring to the table, not to mention your expertise, the skills that you've, you know, built during your your tour, during your um, time in the military, but you really do bring a lot to the table. So I just want to remind everyone mm -hmm. that if you're thinking, well, I don't think I'll get hired by Google or by these major technology companies or or even, you know, get this business up and running. I want to remind you that you do have a lot of value. You have a lot of value to bring and that people are waiting for you, like Barb said. And, you know, with that, Barb, if you could please elaborate on what's available to them now. Sure. 
I would love to. We just covered what is found in the onward opportunity, which is that career pathway. And it's not just for getting a job, it's for upskilling like you did. So that is a great, you can just make little pivots. You don't have to do a wholesale new career. Um, Entrepreneurship is where my fire in the belly is because (laughs) I love working with entrepreneurs and military veterans are excellent at this because it's not that we're crazy risk takers. It's that we are better at assessing a risk, figuring out how to mitigate it, and then having the confidence in our ability to go ahead and do it mm-hmm. once we are sure we've got it um, thought about. And that is, it's an incredible quality, whether you're a spouse or a veteran, to be honest, because there's plenty of resilience to, <laughs> that's required in both pathways, I'll say. Right. So for women yeah. specifically, I would want to encourage, if you're at the beginning and you're, you've got your idea, you want some help on figuring out, is this a hobby or is this something that really could be an yeah. income producing venture for me? Then I recommend Veteran Women Igniting the Spirit of Entrepreneurship. Three phases. The first part you're going to do um, synchronously, but online. Then you get three days in person. The next one's in Jacksonville, Florida, the 29th of September to the October 1st. Applications are open. We're not filled, so it's not too late. Um, And after that, there's post-program support, which means we will continue to engage. We will help you with your network, with some technical assistance. So you become an alumni of the IBMF and we'll keep working with you. What kinds of things will you learn? Um, First, you'll get a chance where very few women veterans actually come together and do something. It's really hard for us to, again, identify with that Mm -hmm. service and think this is valuable and I want to convene around it. It's incredibly powerful. And then we can help you with your personal brand, marketing for your venture, doing your your business modeling, just the, the beginning of it. Um, we've got programs for more advanced entrepreneurs because those same companies that want to hire you, they want to do business with you too and get you in their supply chains. So across from beginning to growth, we're ready also for those entrepreneurs. And I would love it if Rosie could just share a few of the barriers that are often hit by women veterans in particular. And then we can share as well how we're advocating for veterans to overcome those barriers. Yeah, no, so absolutely. I think, you know, the the top challenges for women veteran entrepreneurs really is centered around funding and a lack of education, mentors, and so forth. So I think our program really kind of delivers pieces of that, although we don't mm-hmm. we don't directly provide funding, we tell you about the funding landscape. And certainly, as far as funding is particular, um, I always say there's a, a way to fund, you know, some cases, people uh, may have a credit card, and they may need that. And I would say, no, do not use your credit card, there are actually free funding resources, but you don't know about them. And I think mm-hmm. you get a little bit of insight about all the various resources or funding avenues, if you will. Um, People often start a business and want to go to the bank. Well, you're not capital ready at that point if you just started a business. And so obviously going to a a bank, you'd probably be denied anyways, but certainly um, those are things. The, The other thing is the mentor and the network in particular. And again, um, there are very few conferences or programs that are specifically for women veterans out there. 
compared to the general veteran landscape as well. And certainly, you know, one of the things that I hear, especially for that BWISE program, is that I haven't been around so many women veterans at one time. Uh, boy, I feel like, you know, this is, you know, people I can relate to, they understand. I feel like I belong. Um, and certainly that's a, a very common thing that you hear just in general about women mm -hmm. veterans, about the lack of programmatic efforts specifically for them. But certainly one thing um, that we recommend and certainly we've implemented in our programs that we initiate and have um, as an experience, because it really is about belonging um, as well as the, the, the network um, and the mentorship, again, you know, we're not trying to narrow down the pathway, but we really want you to start somewhere, but also be informed consumers when you start, which is probably why we've, we've kind of centered this model and have ultimately these programs centered around that. Yeah. No, I love that. And, you know, what you both said, I'm like, how do I sign up? Where do I go? Because it just sounds, you know, amazing because like you mentioned, right, you have the camaraderie, the community, the people to hold you um, not only accountable, but really just to be there to help you with maybe any feedback, right? Any recommendations. Yes. And I think that that's what is needed, not only within the women community, but also just military community in general. And that's what you guys are doing. And, you know, Rosie, like you mentioned, the the research, the obstacles, the, the top challenges, I mean, that would be one thing for me, right, that I'm thinking ahead for next year, like when I really want to scale and, and really be, you know, 100% on this is my avatar, this is what I want to focus on. And so for any of you out there that are, you know, maybe thinking about a business and maybe don't know where to begin, or maybe think that is not something that you can fund at the moment, um, Barb and Rosie, where can we find this information or where do we sign up? I'd say start at the website. And I know our acronym is a little bit tough, but it's ivmf.syracuse.edu. Okay. Yeah. And all of that will be in the show notes. And also, too, um, you mentioned that there there's a uh, an event in Jacksonville. Is that a part? Is that all happens there? Or is that just kind of like the the cherry on top of the event. That's V-Wise. So that is the middle portion that is one weekend long in person. About 200 women will be there. And, you know, when I think about dedicating my time, because it's a lot of time to put a weekend plus the whole run up of that curriculum you've got to get through first, 80% of the V-Wise grads who started businesses are still in business. It is a program that's going to make a difference. And with Onward Opportunity, we are the first one to be independently validated by, through some great research that Rosie could tell you more about, but your income level is going to be higher after going through yeah. Onward Opportunity than those who didn't. Yeah. No, 100%. I just thank you so much. I'm super grateful that we were able to share, you know, Thanks. these resources, your experiences, how you continue to impact, you know, other veterans and more specifically military women. Rosie Barb, thank you so much for joining me today and for sharing all of this great information because I even learned something new. Um, learn something new here today and I may not be joining yeah. this one, but I will be joining ones in the future when I know that I am ready to dedicate that weekend. Because again, you know, there's so many things that are going on, right? We, we wear so many hats and that's yes. why I think it's so important for us to um, be able to continue to share this 
with military women. Like you're not alone. We we get that you're doing, you know, this whole zero four in the morning routine, get the kids ready, drop them off, go to work. There's a lot of chaos going on, you know, on your nine to five. Then you come home, you're exhausted, but you still have to get dinner ready. You know, you still have kids asking you to help them with your homework, um, with their homework. And oh, by the way, you have things that need to get done, like load the dishwasher and plan someone's, you know, uh, birthday party. And there's just so many things going on, especially during this time when, you know, it's summertime, PCS season. So we know that right. you are possibly at the very bottom of your to-do list, at the very bottom of, you know, what you want to focus your attention to. And, and this is why I, you know, very um, committed and dedicated to continue to share stuff like this, because we want you to be more intentional with your time. We want you to be more intentional with your career, not only um, as you begin to think about the transition, but doing it now, even when maybe you just started your military career, right? You're like, oh, I won't need this until four years from now. But the sooner you begin, the more resources you know, the more that you know that IVMF is there and so many other resources, the more equipped and ready you will be, even when you think that you will not be getting out, right? Like it happened to us. My husband and I planned on being in for 20 years, but that didn't happen, right? God had another plan for us. And so when there's, you know, an, something that we need to be, you know, planning for, we know that there's a, resources available. And I will say that you guys pretty much hit hit on the, the top three things that we as humans con are concerned about, either our health, our time and our money, right? And so all of this comes down to us checking the block on everything, you know, giving us that peace of mind that there are people waiting for us to provide, you know, the value that we do have but also that there is also a program that will help us financially, a program that will guide us through these steps so that we're not constantly overwhelmed because we don't, you know, think that we don't have the time when, when we really do, but it starts with you doing it now. So if you don't know where you're at or you're thinking about getting out or you're like, Hey, I only have 30 days left before I actually get my DD 214. I want you to go right now, go to the show notes, check out IVMF, see if there's anything out there for you that can help you in, if you're in the Jacksonville area in September, go ahead and sign up now because when it gets filled up, it gets filled up. So thank you, ladies. Is there anything additional, maybe how they can connect with you on social media, LinkedIn? Are you also on LinkedIn? I certainly am. And they yeah, can do you as Barbara? Yes. Barbara. Okay. Carson. Okay. And they'll be yeah, on the show notes as well. What about you, Rosie? Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. I don't know if it's under Rosalinda or Rosie, but I will make <laughs> sure you have the, the connection. I mean, I think the only thing is absolutely we have a number of great resources, publication, library on our website. We've only hit a little bit. Uh, but certainly, I feel like reach out to any one of us for any specific questions. Uh, certainly, you know, like I like what Barb says, we're here for you. Uh, so certainly want to emphasize that as well. Um, and, you know, I, I know we'll, I will probably both be in Jacksonville. So if, if you are there, if you show up, but, you know, just say, hey, I heard it on the podcast. That would yes. be great. <laughs> 
Yes. Thank you so much, ladies, again, for joining us. And listen, if, again, you're on the fence or you don't know, highly recommend that you do that now. If you're driving, please wait till you get to your destination. <laughs> but seriously, it's better to start now and really start exploring the opportunity opportunities. All right, ladies. Well, I hope that this has not only blessed you, but also encouraged you to begin somewhere. And that is through IVMF. All right. Have a great rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your day. Chat with you later, ladies. Bye. Hey, lady, if this podcast helped you, challenged you, or inspired you in some way, please leave me a written review for the show on Apple Podcasts and share it with another military sister. Helping you integrate balance, prioritization, and growth in your relationship with God is my ultimate calling. I'm so blessed that you are here. And please join us in the Faith-Led Military Women community on Facebook at bit.ly forward slash beyond the military GRP. Again, it is bit.ly beyond the military GRP. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye.